Guys, let's go off top. Let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. All right. Listen, let me kick mine off real quick. Uh, yeah. So Mark Jackson uh, did the rounds in the car wash, you know, when you're on multiple ESPN shows. Mm-hmm. He was on Get Up at First Take. And while he was on First Take, um, I believe uh, Molly Krim Rose asked him uh, what he thought about trying to get players in the league trying to come back during or after, of course, some of the shelter-in-place things have been lifted, but trying to have a season or complete the, the season this last year. It just happened this past season, rather, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And basically what he said was, Where do you stand on the league canceling the season or potentially resuming? Well, I think it's a great question. And I, I first want to give credit to Commissioner Adam Silva, who's done an outstanding job of leading the way and showing how true leadership works. And I think the most important thing that should be taken in, uh, in, into, into understanding of just the times that we're, we're, we're in the midst of is the safety of the players, the safety of the organization and the individuals that, because this is not risking, you know, a seizing ending. Uh, injury. This is talking about your life. There are people losing their lives because of this nasty uh, virus. So I think it's important to make sure that we, we, we have a, a situation where we can protect the players and protect the people involved and then think about getting back to, to basketball. Most importantly, though, first and foremost, is about making sure everybody can be safe and healthy and whole. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's winning a championship, not well, the trophy, but having your life. And Stephen A. kind of went back on him. I love Stephen A., but he's a big capitalist, and he, the, the dollars have to be folded in a manner. Uh, but one thing that stood out to me, too, and we keep hearing this narrative because um, and one thing we'll talk about later is that some NBA executives are worried about older coaches and front office staff and people that are old coming back into this where there's still a chance to catch – the COVID-19 virus, and we even found out for in the past that there was probably another strain, but now it's been confirmed there's a, another strain that is even more contagious, and it's been here. Uh, it came over It came over early. Like, that's really the strain that we have right now, mm-hmm. all right? So anyway, getting off of that. But one thing that keeps going on is LeBron James is always saying, we got to get this season in. And I just got to say this. This is my hot take. What'd you get? Off top. I love you, LeBron James. Some ways some ways not more love you more than michael jordan but if you don't sit your ass down because this is the best chance for you to get another title and relax all right listen your your extra title isn't worth risking people dying mm-hmm. all right that's just the truth of the matter and I, i'm not totally dissing you but we know your motivation because you know this is like i would say legacy defined it but brother your legacy is defined already you one of the greatest players ever all right if this season is done it's just done you're a physical freak. You can come back and try again next year, even though it may not be as good as this season right here. And a lot of those Laker players are on one-year deals. But you need to sit down and stop. With first you came out with, we got to play in front of fans. I play for the fans. I'm not going to play. You need to just sit down and take a back seat when it comes to this. Because you, what you need as far as to help your legacy isn't as important as not just the players, but the staff and everybody involved when it comes to this bubble that the NBA is trying to, kick, uh, to, trying to, 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 to sit there and – and, and, and complete, all right, or and take place. It's, it's not as important. And you being a leader and a person that people listen to, you need to, to adhere to that and, and relax big time. Okay, I agree with you, but I'm going to play a little devil advocate. Do you think it's just a competitive nature that these guys want to get out there? Because it's not just LeBron James. It's other players and coaches that say, like, hey, yeah, we need to finish this season. 
I agree with you, but do you think do you get any? I think it could be a part. It could be a part. But see, but this is the thing. I can say it's my competitive nature and still want it because it's for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing with competitive nature. And competitive nature is for me. I'm 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 this type of competitor to define myself and how great I am or how bad I am or how much greater I am than you. But like you've never heard I need to hear from him. And let me just say this, maybe I go to his IG, maybe he has. But I need to hear from him pointing out this needs to be done right. And also, if we can't do it, we need to just move on and figure out what we're going to do next season. season. Rather than we have to make sure that this season takes place because it just – it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it just is – it's especially now, for instance, you brought up other players. Now, Aaron Gordon was on ESPN last week, and he pointed – I, I love what he said. Aaron Gordon pointed out, you know what? I don't have a family or older people in my family that I guess he's around. Mm-hmm. I don't know his family situation. But he said, so for me, yeah, coming back, it's, it's easier for me compared to people with families and things of like that, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Now, again, LeBron has a family. Now, LeBron is uber rich. So there's clearly ways that he can make sure his family is protected. With a big but, family, too. Yeah. But also being uber rich doesn't save you from this. And there's still chances to, to catch it. And there are also other people like they're going to have to be the people that feed you guys. Like, they're like they, there's a lot more people involved than just those 12 players and that coaching staff that are going to be there. And uh, people that necessarily don't have the, the finances to really secure themselves totally to a certain degree, especially if we're talking about transportation. If they were, I guess maybe they would keep them at the hotel or wherever they're going, the, the, the Disney World or Las Vegas, wherever they would do this. But just still, there's a lot more people involved. And I mean – to be honest with you, the basketball season just isn't that important. And I love basketball, mm-hmm. but it's really not that important when it comes down to what really matters. So what's interesting with LeBron James is how he, in my opinion, kind of has evolved on this. Because when a lockdown first, when California first went to lockdown, he gave big props to the governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, and the Los Angeles mayor. I'm not I don't, I don't know his name right now, uh, escaping me right now. But he was like, hey, man, listen, this is great. I understand this. Uh, I, I really back this approach to uh, approach from the governor and the mayor about what's happening right now. Two thumbs up to where you're saying, Ken, he's at right now. Talking about, man, we just we we need to play. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know if it's, it's, it's a case of boredom. I don't know if it's the case of like you're saying, like, man, I want I want to try to get the championship because it's the best time for me for me to get one, mm-hmm. or is it the the competitive uh, hunger that he needs to feed? It you could be saying? all of it them. Could though, be all of, it could but, be all but, of them. But I'm just saying, it's just it's kind of interesting to see. And not, and I'm, I don't I don't want to disappoint out him. You can see multiple people from your everyday Joe to somebody uber rich first start off at either point. It could have been like, man, this is BS. To now nah, we need to shut this down. To now we need to shut this down to kind of like, man, we need to kind of open this back up. It's just kind of, I think, shows the, um, the mentality of a lot of Americans right now going through this and how people are waning back and forth because we don't know. It's just open. I mean, so he's like a Michigan militia member. Wait, well, I wouldn't go that far. Wait, this is, this is the only thing I have to say. Because <laughs> I, I love LeBron. And I, when I said that there are I parts too. of him, I love more than Mike. It is the fact that he takes stances outside of the China thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daryl Morey threw everybody under the bus with that. Yeah, he did. Uh, but especially when they were over in China, all right? Like, that's not the time to start licking off shots, all right? Let, let's get back to the tip before you start licking off shots. But if you're, we're going to look at you and look at you as a civil rights crusader in a manner, right? 
then there are other times where it may not be civil rights. You still need to lead by example to what's probably morally correct. And I think regardless of if you really want to play now, the moral, the moral thing is let's not risk anybody with something that's not as important. Most of the people that work at those uh, stadiums are going to still get paid for the remainder of this season, right? Right. Or if they have, maybe, I don't know how it works as far as do they get paid for the playoffs? So the t- I don't know now, and it gets to be interesting to find out. So the teams that were eligible for the playoffs, do they still pay their staff as far as uh, the people that are uh, working the concession stands and uh, ushers and things like that? Do they play them throughout the playoffs? Or did their payment end when the season ended. I don't know that. All right. But regardless, those people aren't going to get paid probably anyway, because they're not going to be paid playing in their home stadiums. Right. So it's not like he's bringing, they're bringing financial benefit to the people that the, the, the lowest of the low. And I hate to use that term, but you know, the working class people. It's not like you're really bringing that benefit to those people. All the thing that you're really bringing is entertainment for us, which I purely enjoy. But I said this before, if I don't see sports for the remainder of this year, it's going to sit here and we're going to have to come up with some stuff to talk about on this show. Yeah. But it's not the most important thing. Like if, if a hundred, and I know, and it's funny seeing uh, Chris Christie coming out, like we just got to deal with people have to die. Dumbass. We know people have to die. Yeah. The point is not as many people. Many people. Right. Like that's the real like we get that You're people are to going do to things die. so you won't have 500 600 700,000. Yeah, yes. that's the yes. thing. So it's like, dude, it's been, and this is coming from like it's people out here. Like my buddy, remember my buddy I talked about that was going to come over my crib yeah. and he travels or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had a good job working for the government. Uh I don't know particularly what he did, but he definitely does electrical work. He had a pretty nice job. So he hit me today. And he, it was contract work. So he's done. That's, that's a wrap, right? Mm-hmm. So he uh, had, all, had done trucking before, uh, sold off his equipment, went to got his equipment back with his boy that he sold it to. And he's driving trucks. He's dropping off frozen chickens in Missouri, what he did earlier this, today, right? Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, he's out here moving and during this, right? So I get that people have to make money and they have to move during this shelter in place. But we're talking about people that don't need to be moving in basketball players. This is true for the matter. And it'd be different if we could just say, hey, we got these automated cameras, all right? You guys, here goes the ball. It's your risk. Go do what you're going to do. But it's not just you. So to me, that's where I feel like he needs to fall back. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, uh, real quick on this, I was talking to, I uh, had a meeting doing my, my, my nine to five, and uh, the guy, one of my coworkers, uh, he played, I think he played at Wisconsin, played football at Wisconsin. And we was kind of talking about, you know, um, like leagues reopening. And I asked, like, man, how many people, because that's, this is my guess was like, we have at least about, what, 70, 80, maybe possibly 90 people travel with a football team, each team, you know what I'm saying, during the game. He said, man, listen, it's probably more than that. And I was like, yeah, man, you got to think about all those other people that's traveling with you. It's not the people on the field you're just worried about, but also the people uh, behind the scenes or working in the stadium just to make sure that the game even happens and other people as well. So it's a bigger thing. It's, as, I, as I keep on saying, do all this, it ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. All right, I got them off the top. Off top. All right. So we have the return of baseball, right? But it's not here. No, we don't. It's in South Korea. Yeah, we, we got it back, but you know, it's like a 14-hour difference, but it's all right. We got baseball back. So I checked out today the one game. I checked out maybe like three or four innings. 
the Samsung Lions going up against the HD, oh, HC Dinos, all right? So, and also, too, has, like, a little Chicago connection with the Chicago White Sox, uh, Tyler Sandino. I think he plays for the Samber, I mean, Samber, uh, Samsung Lions. Uh, but baseball is back. And the one thing that jumped out to me is – I know a lot of people is like, well, how is it going to be without, you know, saying no fans out there? They were pumping in kind of ambient noise. And if you were just at home watching it, and obviously you don't see anybody in the, in the, in the, right behind the, the, the home plate. But it kind of sounded like a regular game until they made a hit and, you know, say, look, the outfield is completely as but, but with the return of this ba- – with the return of Korean baseball, how do you all feel about that? Is, is it, I'll kick it off to you first, Ryan. Are you, uh, are you willing – are you dying to watch something that you would even watch a little Korean baseball? What do you think? Uh, well, for me personally, I'm kind of like Ken a little bit. I don't need sports. I really want them. I love them to death. But if they didn't come on, I'd be okay. So I might catch a little bit. But to be honest, like, I've always been the type, if it's not pros, I don't really care too much. I want to see. Damn, you disrespecting the Korean baseball players like I, that? I, I want to Not see. the bat flip. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the best of the best. And when you lead off with Tyler Saladino as one of the draws. Starting the shortstop? I can't have it. <laughs> I mean, he's a glove. I'm not watching for the glove. <laughs> Made it all the way to Koreans. Good, way. good going, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's 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 feeding some it's feeding some players. I mean, some fans uh, hunger because I can understand. ESPN is like ESPN is willing to air it whenever, just so they can have some type of some type of programming. And I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. That's why I was able to sit back and just kind of watch it. Is it the best of the best? No, it's not. Are you gonna watch more of it? Uh it won't be appointment TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But, but he just asked be. us about it, and he doesn't even plan on watching hold it on anymore. I, you hold on, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I will check it out. It won't be appointment TV, kind of like oh, I gotta see, I gotta wake up when I gotta see when the uh, Kia Tigers face the KT wins. No, I'm not gonna do that. But if I'm on ESPN, I'm on the ESPN app, and the game is on there. I'm not putting it in the background. If I'm working, and that's what I had it on, I just had it in the background. I was able to watch it when it was on. So you know, I was. I'm able, Who are the I will, announcers? I do that. Uh, they uh, had Carl Ravage and um. That's messed up. That's they didn't, they didn't send them anywhere, Ryan. They're watching that from. Oh, they watching at home. Oh, it was. It was, it was <laughs> right? Don't you, you even think he was they, in his basement calling it? Yes, okay. they're watching that from home, buddy. You think, uh, you think Carl get on the plane and go to South Korea? Go risk it all. <laughs> Full ground rule double. Um, I don't real, know who Carl is. Maybe real quick. Picture. Real quick, uh, so some of the things that I did notice from the game that took place yesterday, I forget what teams it was. One of them was the Giants. I don't know the first name. Uh, but this is the thing. Um, one, they had a setup where you had uh, the fans were sitting there with masks on, and they were like just cardboard cutouts or uh, yeah. stickers that were on there. And then on the big screen in the outfield, they had a Zoom conference thing where there are a bunch of fans on there. Oh, okay. and they still had like their cheer- cheerleaders and stuff out there also. You know what I'm saying? So they're just well, pointing out how – You got to give them they something. cheerleaders they're on the field? They're, they're, like, they're like in the – they're like in like what, what us be would be like a bullpen area. But they were out there, Ryan. But they were like it was fence, and they were right there. And they, most of them had on masks. So, did the mechanics of the game change? Were they just doing everything the same? Everything like baseball? Same. Yeah, just playing baseball. But the, the first- players out there were masks on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if all of them, but definitely a good majority of them had masks on. The game I saw didn't have any masks. Really? Well, see, this was 
I, now, during the game, I don't know for sure, but coming out, the players have masks on. So maybe, I mean, this was, again, the game that was yesterday's game. Yeah. So, uh, again, look, I'm not saying that if it's not on that I'm out leaving off for a sec, but it's like I need the storyline. Like, I don't know these players enough. I don't know the pitches that that pitcher necessarily has. So I don't even know, I'm not, I don't even know what to look out for as far as what's in his weaponry. And when I know he's, oh, he's got to go to this pitch doing right here and in his count. So it's like some of that stuff, you know, so like, and especially being where um, the Sox were this year, this was going to be like one of my big reindoctrations into, into MLB from years of my team sucking and me not caring as much, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so that kind of makes me not even want to watch it into a certain degree. Also, I do think that MLB is watching this very closely though. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were to, I don't know what they'll take away from it, but I think they'll probably take away something and be like, okay, let's go ahead and try this over here. Uh, when the games eventually, whenever that happens, I'm sure they're going to pull something away. Cause they're the first ones to do it. I bet you one thing you can take away right away. Cause the biggest problem without fans in the stands is how do you get people to like watching at home, get that atmosphere that you crave with the fans. And that's going to be really hard to replicate. It's going to probably take a lot of trial and error before you mm-hmm. find a good balance. So seeing how somebody else does it, oh, we could do this better. Oh, we'll do mm-hmm. that better. Oh, we'll cut to this. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put it on a TV show. All right, Ron, what you got? Off the top. Uh, off my the top. off the top mm-hmm. is the passing of Don Shula yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he was a legendary coach, and I was listening, you know, as I normally do around town, sports radio, and I was listening to Mully and Haw, and they brought up a good point. You know, with the expansion of the season, the extra playoffs, the less of a bye week, it might be kind of impossible to ever have an undefeated Super Bowl team win it because now it's going to take at least 20 wins. And Don Shula mm-hmm. might hold that record as the only coach that holds on to that. And then, of course, he's leading Bill Belichick by 55 games in the regular season total. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of up in the air if Bill Belichick is going to be able to last long enough. He'd have to average a lot of wins, and it depends if he wants to stick around. But he, what he's do you number, is, it, is Don Shula number one overall? Is he over yeah, Hollis? He broke, he broke Hollis. He broke, he broke Hollis, Hollis, right? Okay, yeah. all right. 347 with everything, uh, playoffs and regular season combined. Listen, I never say that someone won't break a record. Because we've seen in our lifetime multiple records get broken, right? So that's number one. Um, He's breaking that record. Let me tell you that. No, 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 I'm not, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Bill Belichick. I'm talking about the undefeated season. Oh, uh, I think it, I think it'll fall sooner or later. I think I think somebody eventually. It's because we've seen we've seen a homer record get broken in our lifetime. We've seen the 72 and 10 record get broken in our lifetime with the Chicago Bulls. No, I didn't. But no one's ever going to break <laughs> Joe DiMaggio's hit streak. That's done. And I mean, the chances are. Oh, also, I think somebody came from. I'm telling you, man. Listen, never say never. Never dude, say never. No not with, ever. not with the, not it's with 60? the, no, not with the velocity, right? not with the velocity that these six, not with the velocity that these kids pitch with now. Wait, and wait, also, what's, what's, what's the record? Fifty six. I said six. Fifty six. And also, we'll never see somebody bat over four hundred. I, I know. But I bet you that. Man. I bet you we won't see somebody bat over four hundred. I never. I say, never. especially they don't even hit for contact anymore. Everybody's swinging for the fences. Man, we living in a pandemic. I ain't never gonna say never. Oh, but pandemics happened before. Hey, a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it's happened. This baseball. Hey, baseball been around for hundred fifty years. Pandemics happened no before. No one is breaking Joe DiMaggio's hit streak. Fifty six. No, 
Jimmy Rollins got to like 20 and it was Dude, groundbreaking. Boy, boy, think about it. Think about this. Boggs, Ted Williams, Tony Gwynn, just guys that are hitting aficionados. Mm-hmm. Could not come close, and then you don't give me like it was the Ventura had like the people that did it over a season that mess like the kid in college yeah, did. Jimmy Rollins had one. Yeah, of those. don't give me yeah. no, don't give me those those trashy ones. But for someone no, in season, but but for, we're talking about at a time where there wasn't these velos and swing mechanics specialists. Where, yeah, like everything is swing up. Nothing's put the ball in play. Because then I'll tell you this. If this was like old school baseball, I'm with you. I would think there's a chance perhaps we could see somebody. But I was still – my only caveat would be they didn't have the velocity. Like, dude, somebody throwing 130 years ago was like two dudes maybe, if that, right? Man, it's like 20 cats that probably can hit 100. If that – and not to mention all the guys that are mid-90s that are in the MLB now compared to what was going on 50 years ago. We shall see. But what do you think about Don Shula? What do you think about Bill Belichick? You say you think Bill Belichick is going to break his record? I think that's what we, I think it's more of a reason for him to hold on. Also, I think what we're finding out now – not what we're finding out, we kind of know. Bill Belichick has been through a lot and wants to prove his legacy. Yeah. Like, this is his chance to show it I wasn't – proved it. No, no, not for us. But, I mean, it's, it's like, like, so, for instance, if Kobe never won another title, right, mm-hmm. people wouldn't view him the same way. That's still, but that still doesn't take away from his greatness, but some people will have slander against him. I think that's what, what he's looking at in Bill, yeah. Bill Belichick as far as I want to prove, and I already had it set up and Tom Brady ruined it as far as getting rid of Jimmy G, and I'm not the biggest Jimmy G proponent, <laughs> but I already had my set up in order when Shuddy ruined what I was trying to do I want to show that I am the GOAT, he, and he is the GOAT. And he, he's a big Shula guy on top of that. Oh, I yeah. think I – think, because that's basically five years. Now, this, years maybe. this season maybe. If he got – I think it would take him seven years if he averaged eight wins. How and we, is he? How he's 68, I believe. Oh, no. I don't think he's going to do it then. You don't I think know. he can coach he's these 70 – the no, longest, like, the longest coach, just like Mark Levy he was can't. coaching in the, the Bulls. And he yeah, was Mark Levy and George Hallis at seventy-two. They were the oldest. And look, this ain't game. this ain't that seventy. He no, was, it ain't. It ain't. Right. It ain't. I'm dude, just saying. I'm just saying. Dude, dude, he's coaching at least another six seasons. Six he seasons? is sixty-eight. Yeah. He just turned sixty-eight in April. He's dude. He's gonna go. And look, he said eight wins. Look, after this season. This may be the down year. It should be to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Ooh. But mm-hmm. it should be. This may be the down year. He's going to average 10 wins again after this year. It's Bill Belcher in the AFC East. Right? He needs to get to 328, I believe. He's at 273. Okay. Yeah. I don't think if he wins two, 10 games next year, he's, he's at 283. He's is he, right, old, is he the older coach in the and uh, hold his head coach? No, P. Carroll. I was going to say P. Carroll. How is People keep forgetting P. Carroll. Look, and that's how he you get. He just turned 70, I believe. Yeah. Wow. And you think P. Carroll ain't going to coach for about another five years? I thought oh, I'm sorry. He's 68. He's 68? He's the same he's age. About the same wow. age. Yeah. But I mean, he was he, born in 51, Bill Belichick in 52, so he's technically old. Okay. okay. See, you know, P. Carroll got that young California feel to him. You know, I thought, I thought he was like 62 or 63. That's so much I thought he was face. 68. Oh, and think, put on top of that, him taking off his shirt when D.K. Metcalf showed up after the draft last year, and that dude was 67. Mm-hmm. And just, just what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is more likely, then? The 
regular season record going or the Super Bowl? Probably the regular, right? What do you mean? Which one he'll probably get? Another Super Bowl? Uh, I'm just saying, like, let's say Bill Belichick, he doesn't get there. What do you think is more likely to stand record-wise? His win total or that Super Bowl undefeated? Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me get this What? What Super Bowl undefeated are we talking about? You said like, Bill Belichick. Eight, oh, going no, no, through no, the entire no. season. Don Shula had the undefeated Super Okay, Bowl okay. So we're saying, what What do I expect from Don Shula? You said Bill Belichick. So which no, record saying, do I – If you take Bill Belichick out of it, let's say he doesn't – Oh. Which it record would be, do you think would last long? It would be the wins. Yeah. Because a fluke can happen. Because what? Think about this too. We can have a team that is is in a sucker division, mm-hmm. like where the competition is just trash. Yeah. yeah. So all you got, and then think about this: if, if whatever how the, the NFL aligns their schedule, they could play another sucker division. It's the teams that they have to play. So then, right there, you got about ten to twelve games. This the competition is low. So it's definitely if Bill, you take Bill Belichick out of it. It's definitely the, the 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 how many wins there is compared to an undefeated season. Like, yeah. there's a chance that a team can't just get lucky and run through the season. And even like you said, that even with the changes, there's a chance that a team could do that compared to it takes a long it takes so much longevity for someone to get to 300 and something victories in the NFL. It that was, was 30 two, years. It was over 30 teams, years. Two teams uh, went 15 and one. And made it to the Super Bowl, one, one, one loss, right? The Bears won it, and the Patriots lost it. That's two teams, though. So obviously, we can see that it. Well, can but the happen. Patriots weren't fifteen and one then; they were undefeated. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying yeah. the exact records at the end it was fifteen and one. No, uh, they weren't fifteen no, no, and one. No, 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 they weren't. No, the Patriots weren't fifteen and one. They were undefeated into the Super Bowl. D. They weren't fifteen and one. No, 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 no. I'm saying at the end of the season with them losing the Super Bowl, that was their one loss. But that still wouldn't be 15 oh, and one. one. I got you. I got you. Got you. Got you. I'm, yeah. th- I'm thinking regular season. I'm thinking regular yeah. season. Yeah. Well, I got the playoffs. But I mean, but yeah. Both I'm, teams I'm for 19 and one. One had Basically. a Super Bowl though. There you go. <laughs> Basically. Basically, I'm the only thinking. I'm thinking regular season. But no, I, I think man, the longevity, man. That's that's the key point. Can you have that longevity? And can you have a longevity and win at that? crazy clip. Now just, right. think about, just think about if Bill Belichick was able to turn around Cleveland earlier and they mm-hmm. start winning a good clip and then he was like, ah, I'm about to go ahead and go to New England and then they start winning a good clip. That would have been something. He probably would already broke it by now. Because how long probably. was he in Cleveland? About five years? About five years. years. I mean, and then and he you. didn't get his first start till 39, I believe. Yeah. He was 39. And, and which is really young though. That's pretty young for an NFL he, head coach. He went back to Bill Parcells mm-hmm. as a coordinator. So just think like you're just saying, if he, he started winning then, that Cleveland team actually had some guys on there they went uh, to that, the playoffs with that him, ended up being the Baltimore Ravens right. or, or whatever. So you're like, yeah, like if, if he would have held up, but see, Cleveland got so much bad luck on them. Like he, yeah. for them to put that on him, it's like he had, know he had him right though. He had him going right. He yeah. had him in the right direction. Just didn't, it didn't last that long. But no, I'm with you. I'm with Ken on this one. I think it's the. I think you could probably find a a, a team a to get into. A, yeah, I, hell, the Patriots in the AFC East. The That's AFC what I'm stunk. Like unless, unless, the Patriots. Unless two. I mean, because even going with the hold on. You know what though? This is a funny thing we are overlooking. You know who else was in the AFC East, and it was the AFC. It wasn't. It was the East then, because we were the Central, and then we yeah. became the North. You know who else spent a lot of time in the AFC East? Don Shula. Yeah, yeah. sure did. 
Right, Don yeah, Shula, yes, and I don't. There weren't a ton of great Jets teams outside of Joe Name of being there. That there one Patriots yeah, that's, year. That's about to say the one we Patriots Buffalo, year. We had Buffalo and they That's the you. only. That's the only team that's ever really been a prominent team in our lifetime was alone in the AFC East, and that was until early nineties, right? But mid mid late eighties, early nineties, because yeah. Kelly so, was in the eighty seven draft, right? No, he was before. He was in the UFC. He was in the USFL. Yeah. So he coming out of Miami, he went and got paid in the USFL, and then he went to the Bills. What after draft the, was he? I think in, it was like '83. Uh, I want to say '83. I think it was '83 because I think it's he played the Elway draft and everything, right? Okay, I think he played in the USFL for maybe three yes. seasons. '83. Yeah, he played yeah. there a little bit. Yeah. And Don Shula was coaching at that time too. But hell, when did Don Shula re- retire? '95. Yeah, and and then Jimmy Johnson take off. Say after John. Okay. All right. Because when did when did when did eighty three was the draft by the 83. way eighty three when did Winston when did uh, take over the Dolphins after uh, Jimmy Johnson Jimmy set Johnson. him up okay so Jimmy right. Johnson of course being the former Miami coach I'm sure and it's funny I thought about this today it's like I never thought about this I, I'm sure it was always thought about that he would take Don Shula's job so he went he left uh, uh, Jerry Jones dismissed him when he shouldn't have. They should have had a longer dynasty with the Cowboys. He went to Fox, and they had a phenomenal uh, pregame show. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when Jimmy left and they brought in Ronnie Lott. It wasn't the same when he went to the coach, uh, the, the Dolphins, Dolphins, and then he came back. But he also brought in Phil Bears coach at the time, Dave Wonstead, who was his defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys, back to prop up Dave to be his replacement after he left the Dolphins or whatever. They had, like, with Jimmy at the helm, they had, like, two good years, perhaps, but he still had to deal with the, how yeah, – that's it, how yeah. the hand Handle the end of Marino's career, and they never again were pretty much a good team as far as when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, very true, very true. All There's right. your up for grabs, Steve. Hey, real quick, Ryan, what what do you think? Uh, the Super Bowl or the undefeated record, uh, the, the undefeated regular season, or the amount of wins uh, it's going to be easier to break for somebody outside of Belichick? Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys with the fluke Super Bowl thing can happen. I really am debating how likely either are like I gotta think that that Super Bowl undefeated is gonna be so tough you're gonna need like the Patriots a generational quarterback and a generational coach or something mm-hmm. to do something like that something that special and looking at 320 some wins the longevity like I don't even know if that's possible like Ooh. you're gonna get fired well, real quick real quick but you know one thing that we haven't said it's going to help somebody in the next 30 years that they are playing more games. Because yeah. Shula, Shula was only playing 14. 14 he, games. Look, he may have been when he was with the, the, the Baltimore Colts. They may have been just playing 12. But Shula had, had less games than Belichick. So now it may be a guy that's starting off you now. how won. Yeah, I know, it, right? It may, be a, it may be a guy that's starting off now that he's helped by the fact that there's going to be additional regular season games moving forward. I was thinking Mike Tomlin. That's a good one. But see, the only the thing I would say that came into my mind was Mike Tomlin. Because how is Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin might be the longevity. I don't yeah, know he's, he's in his early forties now, but he started when he was like what thirty-seven. How was Mike Tomlin? Yeah, he's, he's about, about thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and he's yeah. been Pittsburgh now for like almost ten years at least. More than ten years. Yeah, and I mean they consistently, as we get to tell Tony, our former good, uh, producer uh, Tony Gill, like Pittsburgh has only they haven't had he hasn't had a loser record yet. It's only been mm-hmm. eight hundred. I mean, been five hundred and up. Mm-hmm. So he's been he's he's forty-eight. Been, He's 48 now. He's winning at a tremendous clip. And, and looking at Pittsburgh, they don't fire people. You have to basically like, okay, yeah, I'm done, and, and then you're done. And I think Mike Tomlin's probably going to be in Pittsburgh, at least my beliefs, for a really long time. 
So he needs he, about 200 more regular season wins. And, and, whoa, whoa. and wait, wait, wait a minute. And you talk, but you, but we just talking about how, you know what I'm saying? You can coach possibly now because this, this is in the same modern technology into your 70s. Yeah. So, you know, it's possible. He's only 48 years he old. He would need uh, 20 seasons of 12 wins. <laughs> he probably do it. I got my guy who I think may be able to break this record. Who? Kyle Shanahan. Because I think I think it has to be someone that's young to take advantage of the the first extra game, and as you said, that when the next CBA is that they're probably going to try to get to eighteen games. Mm-hmm. There's someone who can really take advantage of two additional regular season games. So I think I think it, so. Even though I think Tomlin is a very good one, Tomlin has been in the league over ten years already. So I think it may have to be someone who's at the beginning of their career, and it may be someone who is not even in the league now, but to, to benefit from the additional one game, perhaps the additional two games, and then the, after the next CBA, that will be able to break that record outside of Bill Belichick. Ryan, do you have like a list of all of all the coaches right now? Of the no, ones? I'm looking oh, them okay. up individually, but I can get it. One real quick, without Shanahan, 23 regular season wins. He needs about 300. He's 40. Hey. It's still, he'll be seventy. Still up there. Wait a minute, how old? How how many wins is um uh New Orleans Saints coach uh, Sean, Sean Payton? Sean Payton. Yeah, how many wins does Sean Payton have? You can see how how, how old is Sean Payton? He's Sean Payton got to be close to his sixties, then, right? He's probably in his sixties. He is fifty six. Oh, he okay. looks a lot older. Okay. With that well, with, with that Vicodin and that Rona. Yeah, and the coaching. <laughs> so he's fifty six. Uh, how many wins? One hundred and thirty one wins. So he's just two behind Mike Tomlin. Dude, no. He's been coaching longer than Mike Tomlin, right? All right. <laughs> Revises. No, no one outside of Belichick is breaking this. All right. Because one, these guys get paid too much. And one thing, too, well, for instance, like someone like Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's probably whenever in the next five or six years that the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers sit him down, he's probably going to go to TV for a few years before getting back into coaching, I would think. Like, that's the one thing I would say that may hurt someone. And they may not be chasing that record. Is that there's, and on top of that, they get paid so much more money now. Like, you don't, go ahead. I got uh, a list for you guys. Well, a couple of names. Andy Reid at 207. He's 62. And then the next best after that, Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll are tied at 133. Mm. Mike McCarthy is at 125, and he is 56 as well. Oh, he definitely mm. again. His ass might get fired again. Um, well, yeah, Mike, look, look how long he kept Jason Garrett down there. Yeah. I'm with you though. I don't think he's gonna get it. I don't think he's gonna get it. I don't think he's gonna get That's it. Real quick though. before, real, real quick before we go to the next uh, next segment. Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Just want to ask a question. All right. We'll go ahead and take a break. All on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Epps in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. Come on back. We have some more D and David show for you. Thank you. 